comes McDavid, charging down the ice. He's got a step. He's in. Backhand. Score. A beauty. And Connor McDavid on fire early. One year, one and a half year here, uh, get me more confidence. For sure, I'm stronger and faster, and I feel like I'm growing up for person and player a lot. Feels like I'm like ready to get the new step for the NHL. Now McDavid across the joint, scores 100 points for Leon. Uh, we can learn from what we went through, and everyone's pissed off about it. I think that's the best way to. To describe it, but there's a taste in everyone's mouth that's very, um, you know, that no one likes. We need to find a way to, to not have that taste, and, and we've had it four out of five years here, so we know we need to be better. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Locked On Oilers podcast. I'm your host, Hernan Salas, from the Two Guys and a Goalie podcast and TSN 1260. Good to be chatting with you. It's been just over two months since we last chatted. I think it was Dominic Cahoon. Dominic Cahoon's signing day is when we last chatted. So it's good to be back. It's a new year, 2021. Nothing but positive vibes. Of course, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Hockey's back. The podcast is back. Is it crazy to think that we're going to have Oilers hockey in nine days? Next Wednesday, we'll all be sitting down to watch the good old Oilers play. Of course, lines came out today. A lot of a couple players, uh, four to be exact, were unfit to play. We'll get into all things Edmonton Oilers as we'll be joined by Tom Gazzola, of course, the host for the pre and post game shows on TSN 1260 and the co-host on the All Stream podcast with Dustin Nielsen as he was down at practice and uh, he'll fill us in on, on what he saw and who's looking good, who's not looking so good. Uh, these early lines, do we read too much into them? I mean, uh, some of them you kind of knew what was going to happen there, but um, I think the big talking point is Nuge, of course. Reminder, you can hit me up on Twitter at HernanTheMan. You have any questions for uh, myself for uh, you know, future Yes, like Tom Gazzola, who's going to be a regular, and you can also follow uh, Locked On Oilers and Locked On Pods. Remember to download and subscribe on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes. And while you're there, leave us a great review. We'll be back here on the regular now as the season gets going next Wednesday. What have you been up to? I mean, hopefully you're all staying safe, uh, following the restrictions and all that as we try to get over this uh, pandemic here. But with hockey starting, I think it's going to be a lot easier. More entertainment, and uh, hopefully for the Oilers in that uh, Canadian north division whatever you want to call it how will they fare and uh, we'll find out soon enough it's going to be a sprint uh you know here to the finish line the orders need to be a playoff team that goes without saying kenny holland was pretty active in the offseason will his moves pay off like i said tommy gazola is coming up here in minutes as well dive into day two of training camp for the edmonton orders a big question right new started with mcdavid i don't think anyone's surprised but my oh my why wouldn't he go back to a line that was so successful but we'll get into that with Tommy maybe he's got uh you know some uh reasoning uh, for this madness by Dave Tippett we'll take a look at the deep air engine of course in net it's going to be Koskinen and Smith Forsberg well, he's the third guy he's, is he a guy they can count on I don't know I highly doubt that as well but it's good to be back on the Locked On Oilers podcast remember uh you can find the episodes daily on Twitter you can go find them on any app Apple Spotify and all that and uh, we'll have you covered here on the Locked On Oilers podcast uh, throughout the season exciting times I'm glad to be back hopefully you guys are glad to have me back so we can get off and running here lots to get to so coming up it's my man 
Tommy Gazzola from TSN 1260. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. The NHL is just around the corner, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Oilers podcast, I'm your host, Hernan Salas. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter, at Hernan the Man. I'm joined by my good buddy, Tom Gazzola from TSN 1260 and the Oil Stream. You can find him at Tom Gazzola. Tommy, it's good to be talking hockey, and it's probably better to be me down at the damn rink, eh? Oh, boy. <laughs> Nanso. First of all, hola, and uh, great to be talking Los Petroleros with you. Yo, I can't. Ugh. It's been too hey, long, man. Hey, we are nine days away from our first post-game show, which is, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to comprehend that, that thought. It's amazing. And uh, I'll, I'll say this too. It was also fantastic being down at the rink for the first true day of on-ice sessions. I know they skated on yeah. uh, Sunday a little bit and there was some media availabilities, but that's not the same. Today was with the coaches and the the two groups were out there. All, all 40 players are now at camp. Although there was some news in regard to that. I'm sure you want to touch on it at some point, but man, just in terms of the sentiment and how it feels, it was just good to see everybody. And I know we're all going to see each other a lot. Like we normally do throughout a yeah. traditional season, but it, it, I don't know how else to describe it besides it just felt right. And it felt good. Now there's, you know, certain, restrictions and, and how close you can get to people and everyone's wearing masks and all of that. And everyone puts on uh, probably a half liter of hand sanitizer every day. <laughs> That's me, man. Yeah. It, I think, yeah, you're not the only one. I'm right there with you. My mom probably puts on like a liter of hand sanitizer, but it just, it feels very, very good. And it's very exciting to be able to have the shows back like locked on Oilers yeah. and to be ready to rock and roll again. It, it's just such a, a nice uh, thing in a, in a tumultuous time. Well, it's bizarre because we were so excited for the return to hockey. We went out, we went out for bevies and we were like, yes. And then we lasted six days. It was four games in six days and they were out, ousted, yeah. right? But, and then the off season was quiet after like the main stuff, like the draft and all that. But yeah. it's, it's, it's almost surreal. I said in the opening, like next Wednesday, we'll be watching the Oilers in Vancouver. Like it's crazy. Like it blows my mind. Yeah. It, it, it's great. It, it, I know. And I think, I think there's a, a a thirst for it. I mean, we're watching world oh. juniors right now and people are all over it. And just yeah. imagine this is just the appetizer. Yeah. So save some room for the, the main, <laughs> main course here because it's, yeah. it's almost go time, baby. Okay. Well, let's get to it, Tommy. Uh, you threw out the lines first. So I retweeted you. Um, Thank of you. course, <laughs> uh, Nugent Hopkins with McDavid and Cassie. And I'm going to read out the ones that we think are going to play here, right? Nygaard with Chiron, Chase on, Ennis, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto, Archibald, Turris, Puliyarvi. And of course, the big names absent, unfit to play. Maybe you can touch on that first is uh, the big names for me, James Neal and Dominic Cahoon. Um, just hearing anything or it's just day-to-day kind of stuff here? Uh. I, I've heard some whispers uh, that COVID is involved with this. Obviously, uh, it's less injury, more COVID related. Um, I, I don't know where those specific players are at with their COVID situations, or uh, if if people are ready. No, people are going to circulate their thoughts and ideas, but yeah. maybe maybe they had it. Maybe they were in close contact. Maybe they're just being precautious. Um, but I. I from what I'm understanding, it's more COVID related than injury related. The surprise for me was Cahoon. Yeah. I, 
expected to see him on the ice today and to see he was unfit to play was a bit of a surprise, obviously. Hopefully it's short-lived and he's back on the ice ASAP because I know people are excited to see where he's at. And I think James Neal too. That's a guy that I don't know if he has a lot to prove, but I'm pretty sure he wants to battle for his spot on the roster because Hell yeah. he had 19 goals in 55 games. Yeah, he's streaky, but there aren't a lot of guys that score 20 in this league anymore. Mm-hmm. And there aren't a lot of guys that do it consistently. And, and they're going to need a guy like him. Doesn't matter where he is on the depth chart. They need goals from everybody. And so I was kind of curious to see where he was at, but hopefully he's back on the ice. And then we know Gaetan Haas had his situation in yeah. Switzerland. The, the COVID situation uh, as well. So, uh, and then Devin Shore, I think that's him. At least we're speculating or thinking that that has to do with him signing last week and, yeah. and going through all the protocol and everything like that, the negative tests. So Sweet. expect to see him out there soon as well. Yeah, and it's just it sucks that Cahoon's a guy that's brought in here to play with supposedly Drysidle, and it sucks that he's already not there to start on day one or day two. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what that, uh, that's going to affect somewhat, hopefully not too much of, of, you know, his, uh, ability to play on that line. But, you know, we were, we were just talking with the guys from the two guys podcast. And, uh, I think we all agree that and we all, we're not surprised. Like we knew Nugent Hopkins was going to start with McDavid, but Tom, you gotta maybe give our listeners and why mess with something that works? Why mess with something that's made you successful, that puts you in a good place? Like, and then, one of the guys made a case also saying like maybe McDavid's asking for new right like to play on his line. I don't see it that way, but why won't Tippett go to that line again? Uh, it, it he's stubborn too, obviously, because what we saw for seven <laughs> minutes in Game Four against the Blackhawks and yeah, they were outstanding. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we're like, oh my god! I remember being on headset watching that game. Like, where was this all series long? <laughs> Yeah, I know it's frustrating, um, but there's an element of it where you need the best player in the world playing with a high-caliber winger that has the same ability to think the game at a very, very high level. And that's not taking anything away from Zach Cassian because Zach Cassian is a very effective NHL player. He has a lot of skill, yeah. wild card out there. He scares the living crap out of people. Uh, he's mean when he wants to be, but... Ryan Nugent Hopkins is this cerebral, offensively gifted, thinking on a different plane type of player. So I think they want to appease McDavid. I don't know if McDavid has specifically said, listen, I need Ryan Nugent Hopkins on my wing, but I think they want to keep him happy. And, and it's not like there isn't success there with Ryan Nugent Hopkins on that line either. They, they click. And then the other thing too is I know – that that line with dry saddle, Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto is absolutely phenomenal. One of the best in the league when they were together Yeah, uh, for that chunk of time after in early January to March 11th. But I almost feel like Dave Tippett's kind of keeping that line in his back pocket and that yeah. we are going to see it at times too. And here's the other thing, man. So is especially now with the depth that this team has at forward on paper, you got to play the games to prove it you have so many good options and moving parts that you could flip in there and out of there. Who's to say that they don't slide Nugent Hopkins back down to the dry side of line and, and put in a Tyler Ennis or say James Neal comes back and he's just flying out of the gates or, or Cahoon has better Mm -hmm. chemistry with McDavid than he does with dry Like all of these things are completely possible still. And lines change 
Yeah. You know that it happens all the time. Co- good coaches can get a good read on who's going and who's not. And who's to say that three weeks from now, things aren't clicking with Nugent Hopkins, McDavid and Cassie. And, and all of a sudden we're not seeing uh, the left wings being flipped on that line and, and dry saddle Yamamoto, Nugent Hopkins are back together. It's entirely possible. Dave Tippett doesn't need the, the peanut gallery that is us as media <laughs> and fans telling him what he already knows because he's fully aware. Yeah. Uh, but it gets us going. It gets the fan base going. And it's something that's fun to talk about. Oh, for sure. And listen, I, I even said today to the guys, I said, I, it's it's day one with lines. I'm not going to go too crazy. Like, but it's just bizarre. But I'll ask you this. How long do you wait if you're Dave Tippett in the season, if you're struggling to put that line back together? I don't think you can wait long. I yeah. mean, you're playing 26 less games. So all of a sudden, what, what's generally a marathon that has dog days through January and February is a sprint basically from the gate out to the, to the finish line in what, uh, April? Mm-hmm. So I don't think your leash is very long. I don't think there's any slack for anybody. If you're not going, you yeah. switch. You find that chemistry as quick as possible. And then there's a, there's a downside that, to that too you're giving less time to build chemistry exactly. or for guys to find yeah. that, that rapport with one another. So, I mean, you're, you're touch and go, you're gas break, gas break. And, hmm. and uh, the good coaches are going to be tested and the, the good coaches will have success. And the ones that don't have a good read on their team or maybe didn't do their homework on who can play with who um, might get exposed a little bit this season. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I don't, and I'll say this about return to play Nanso too with the Lions. It almost felt like Dave Tippett outcoached himself. Like yeah. he overthought it. And he's a great coach. He really is. Mm-hmm. He won the Jack Adams for a reason. Yeah. It just then, maybe he overthought it. And that's what's scary is that like this is a sprint now. Like you said, it's yeah. it's uh, 20 plus less games. You can't afford to wait and build chemistry and all that. So that's another argument to like, why not just go with what you know to start? And then if, if something's not working with McDavid, McDavid's McDavid. He's going to get his points. But Oh, yeah. It's it's still it it's day two, so let's not get too crazy. Joined by Tom Gazzola from TSN 1260 in the Oil Stream podcast. Tommy, 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast. Tommy, in the last segment, I want to get to the top pairing for the Edmonton Oilers defense, and I just want to. I'm sure the fans want uh, your opinion on how Jesse Puliyarvi looked, how Slater Cuckoo looked, uh, a lot of the new guys. That's coming up next with Tom Gazzola here on the Locked On Orders Podcast. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and my personal favorite carrot cake. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at Built bar.com back here on the locked on oilers podcast final segment i'm your host Hernan salas joined by tommy gazola from tsn 1260 of course the uh, host for your pre and post game shows uh, i'll be joining him on the post game shows connor halley on the pregame shows and of course the big guy joins us on both shows maddie cassian and he'll be bringing the fuego as we like to say on the post game show you <laughs> uh, bring the fuego too oh man like i'm a, it was funny man. like today i'm already like angry about the lines and i'm like hey calm down Hernan. like you haven't even played a game I'll, I'll get angry 
everyone uh, they lose a game or something like that. But let's get back to the um, to the Oilers here. Darnell Nurse, Ethan Bear, interesting pairing. They were good last year. I mean, Ethan Bear kind of came out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere, but I, he pushed him his way onto the team, and I think he surprised all of us. Uh, and Darnell Nurse has all the tools. Certain parts of his games have excelled. He's still struggling in certain parts of his game as well. Can this duo handle going up against the other six teams' top uh, lines, Tommy, in your opinion? Yes, for the most part. Okay. I mean, they're going to be – I feel like there's going to be a few – groups out there at forward you look at like the uh what the colorado avalanche can throw at you what the penguins can throw at you um groups like that that are just going to be so on fire that they're going to just cave in any defense pairing that they're facing no matter how good they are (laughs) i think i think for the most part that this this pairing they, they showed a lot of good signs last year there were very few valleys in ethan bear's game yeah. as a full-on rookie there's way more peaks and i think you know the sophomore slump is something you definitely think about he got a, a bigger contract than people were anticipating so that brings more attention to him and now he's got this responsibility and he doesn't have the cover of being a, a full-on rookie anymore so he's gonna get those tough tough uh draws and and when it comes to the opposition i think he'll be okay and and there might be some moments where he's not nanso mm-hmm. when those occur then we might see an adam larson have to do some spot duty yeah. and if if ethan barrett and his struggles if they occur and they continue then i think that you slide in adam larson and there's your shutdown pairing because you know as ethan bear continues to find himself at the nhl level which is an important thing to note He's not there yet. He's getting there. He's still establishing himself. He had a great first season. He's still, you know, working his way up that ladder. Um, so there is some insulation for Ethan Bear, I think, especially now that Tyson Berry is on board. And, and I'm not, you know, saying Tyson Berry is a defensive yeah. mastermind by any means, but you have veteran players there that can can fill in and, and help out and help alleviate some of that stress. So, I think for the most part, that first pairing should be okay. I really do. What and if I, I'll ask you this then, yeah, yeah. just to jump in? What if Nurse struggles? Then, then you're going, uh oh, yeah, uh, we've got a problem because all of a sudden you're left with Caleb Jones and Chris Russell on the left side with Slater Cuckoo kind of there, and you're going, ooh, you you <laughs> just basically cut out one of the legs from your chair. Yeah, uh, that's a pillar on your back end that you need for support and and you need darnell nurse to have no valleys in his game this season and he's he's a guy that now at 25 uh being around the team and on the team for what six seven years now he's a guy that has to be consistent day in and day out especially with oscar clef bomb out um that would create big uh uh-oh situations for the oilers if darnell nurse is not up to it uh playing 25 minutes a night locking it down defensively it's going to be a big test for him too. And that can't be forgotten. So that's a good point, Nanso. 
I'll throw this one at you. For the previous shows here on Lockdown, we were asked a few questions, and one of them was, which player on, on the team you covered's trajectory is going to take a hit, good or bad? And I said Darnell Nurse, because I think this season is very important for him. I mean, he's always going to be an NHL guy. Any, many teams will take him. But this is, I think, the way he plays this year is going to, he's either going to be that guy that you can count on, play the heavy minutes, or he's going to be, a, a you know, a number three, maybe, number four, that kind of player. Like, do you agree with that, where Darnell Nurse has this kind of pressure on him now where like this is good really going to show what kind of defenseman he is going to be because we had high yeah. hopes for him right absolutely and rightly yeah. so it, it it will be a sink or swim type of scenario but we had these same questions for oscar clefbaum three or yeah. four years ago and 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 the same concerns were being brought up and for the most part he turned out just fine yeah like he's serviceable. Is he a number one defenseman in the National Hockey League? Like an elite? No. No. But is he a good top pairing guy? For the most part, yes. Um, so I think Darnell Nurse, just his attitude, demeanor, experience, body of work, and and his willingness to take on challenges head on. I think he has the right headspace and mm-hmm. approach to this. Where I would be more willing to bet money on him succeeding. Um, I, I think he's l- maybe less than a less of a question mark than Oscar Clefbaum was in the okay. situation a few years ago. Um, he he likes people that, that naysay that are naysayers towards him. He says, give me that challenge. I want to take it head on. He had it a little bit last year and mm. he, he faltered at times. He has that experience now. So he has that point of reference. Nanso, where he could be like, okay, I remember where I got exposed. I remember what I didn't do right. I remember little things like that. He's smart enough and cerebral enough to figure that out that maybe now he has that experience and when he goes into this and goes, okay, I got that point of reference. I'm going to be okay in this situation. Not to say he's going to be impeccably perfect, but he's probably in a better spot to succeed now. I, I want him to succeed and the others are going to need him like big time. Like it's, this is a big season for him. Uh, just to throw the, the, the uh, pairings out there, obviously nurse bear followed by Russell Berry, Jones, Larson, and then uh Legison with Landstrom, Kea Slater Cuckoo with Bouchard. And, uh, and then a couple AHLers there fill it out uh, as well. So we kind of know what's going to be the top six, right, Tommy, Yep. you know, heading forward. So Tom Gazzola from TSN 1216, the oil stream joining me here on the locked on Oilers podcast. Tommy, one last one here for you uh, what did you make of uh, some of the new faces i know most fans uh, want to hear and uh i know it's only one practice one scrimmage whatever you saw tom but jesse puliarvi even a guy like slater cuckoo like uh for you know impressions of them as they as they made their way to edmonton yeah it, i'll say this about the the skate or the sessions the two groups that were out there today it it was not similar to return to plays training camp where okay. that was like high intensity anxious go 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 because you know when we went into the return to play scenario they had not skated for months right Mm -hmm. this one these guys have been together for the most part skating together yeah working on little things like i know the coaches weren't on the ice in the voluntary skates but they were working on this stuff so there seemed to be more of a calmness dave tippett was overseeing everything looking for precision and detail and all of that that uh, everyone looked good. Um, Cuckoo looked fine, you know, didn't stand out like in a, in a, 
in a great yeah. way. And yes, he pulled Yarby. He looks like the big body Finn. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. a little bit older now. He still moves the same. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe his attention to details a little bit better because that's a, an important part of training camp right now. So, so that like high pressure urgency wasn't really okay. there. There's yeah, still yeah. A, a very business like approach, and they they had a good pace to it too. Okay. It just you could tell they weren't as anxious to get going and, and, and jumping as much. It, it was, it was more methodical and, and they, you know, now that they've been skating for a while together, uh, controlled is a better way to describe it. Cause they've, they've been practicing for a while. Let's not kid ourselves. So it was, you know, who actually had a, I'll say this, who actually had like just a great practice today, Patrick Russell. Of course he did. It's he, his birthday. He, is it his birthday? <laughs> yeah. He, he lit up Miko Koskinen like eight times glove side, honestly, in like a five minute span. I was like, wow, Patrick Russell's on fire. And then he just kept burying these shots on or, Koskinen. Or is, or is Koskinen's glove a little lazy? Well, I didn't say that, but uh, <laughs> I think Patrick Russell knew where he was shooting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Hey, and Ennis looked good. Like his, yeah. his, he looked good after that nasty injury he suffered in the return to play. And, uh, you know, Kyle Turris, you're like, ah, yeah, good NHL veteran. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he brings to the table. A- everyone looked sharp. It looked like yeah. everyone's focused and, and they're dialed in and, and they know what's at stake here. And, and this isn't like 50, 60 guys taking part in, in this. Yeah, yeah. It's 40 guys. They kind of have an idea of where they kind of sit in the, in the pecking order. There's going to be battles for playing time up front, of course, but it's, it's, it's a different, at least attitude and, and mindset, I think, because it's just 40 guys. Tommy, uh, I'll give you my hot take for the season for the Eventoners. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, of course. Forsberg will end up being their go-to guy. Really? <laughs> oh boy! I, I hope you save a clip of this because I'm just like, wow. He, he was he was there today. He was yeah. okay. He was okay. Yeah, he had the all white gear going. So of I don't course, know, that's I don't know tongue, if he's waiting for his mask. That's or what, but... that's tongue in cheek, but never say never, right? Like, oh, who knows, man? Yeah, who knows? I know we talked about it when they signed him, and I threw it at you. Is there any way this guy can push? And you're like, no. No. Well, I don't know. <laughs> no. I don't care what people think. Like, love Mike Smith, hate him. Love Miko Koskinen, hate him. Uh, Todd Forsberg's not your guy. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. He's your guy only if those other two are either playing so bad or someone's hurt to the point where they can't even dress as a backup. Then you might have Anton yeah. Forsberg. Even then, yeah. they might. the owners might be looking at Stuart Skinner going, eh, Let's have a look at you, Stuart. Let's have a look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I thought that would get some good laughs. Uh, Tommy, well, who do you got tonight in the World Juniors? Who's going to the finals? Uh, we got Canada mm-hmm. and uh, the Scrappy Finns. The Scrappy Finns? Yeah. Okay. You're taking the Finns over the U.S. Yes. I think, I mean, that, that win over Sweden yeah. was fantastic. And the never say die attitude. Yeah. I think that galvanizes them and puts them over the top against the U.S. It's going to be interesting. Um, Canada seems to be humming along like a finely tuned machine, but the Russians will give them a good test. But I think it'll be Canada-Finland. Yeah, I think Canada's just too stacked. Um, and then on the mm-hmm. other side, I'll be honest, I, 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 you know, the Finns would be a nice story, but I kind of want U.S.-Canada. Like, that's oh, that'd be great. 
That's that would be fantastic. guys killing it. You know, the cold coffee yep. olds going up against all the Canadian boys. I think it'd be great. But Tommy, I know you've been busy on this Monday. I'll probably see you down at the rink sometime this week, hopefully. Um, Buddy, I can't wait to see you. Yeah, but uh, thank you for taking the time, like always. And uh, episode one of 2021. So uh, wow. I'm, sure we'll, I'm sure we'll have you on a lot more. I, I'm going to have to start paying you, I think. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no need. I, I'm just honored to be back on the show that I was <laughs> fortunate enough to host for a year. I love this show and you're doing a great job. And it's always an honor and a pleasure to share any airways with you, oh, my friend. Tommy, until next Wednesday. Adios. Once again, a big shout out to my buddy Tom Gzola from TSN 1260 and the Oil Stream Podcast with Dustin Nielsen. We get going on the post, pre and post game shows on TSN 1260 next Wednesday as it's at 8 o'clock start for the Oilers first game, 7 o'clock the next night, and then following that for the Saturday game games Montreal, it will be a 5 o'clock start all the times out right now. Uh, a lot of uh, 8 p.m. starts as well, so uh, not, nothing too groundbreaking when it comes to the schedule. So 8 o'clock next Wednesday, 7 o'clock on Thursday, 5 o'clock for Saturday. We're off and rolling. Absolutely amazing that the NHL season is here. This week on the Locked On NHL podcast, we get ready for the start of the regular season with Sarah Avampado and the Locked On NHL season preview series. Preview of all 31 NHL teams division by division and who to pick up and drop in your fantasy leagues. Courtesy of Locked On Fantasy Hockey host Scott Collins. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, this is going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On on Oilers podcast of course Oilers day two training camp has wrapped up uh, you saw the lines out there you can follow me on Twitter at Hernan the man or at locked on Oilers the lines are there as you retweeted Tommy's from this morning four players uh, unfit to play the biggest names there Dominic Cahoon and James Neal so we look forward to day three, see what it brings, see if we get more information on the players that are not available right now to the Edmonton Oilers. So it's good to be back here with you on the Locked On Oilers podcast. Don't forget to download and subscribe on your favorite apps. And while you're there, please leave us a great review. All right, baby, we're back. NHL gets going next Wednesday. A full slate of podcasts coming up. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know if you have questions or ideas for the pod. Always looking forward to your feedback for the first time in 2021. I am Hernan the Man. Talking Los Petroleros. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Go Canada, go. We'll chat tomorrow.